0: show with Mark, episode number 448. So, uh, I'm in here with like So, the original plan today was to have a hockey theme show with me, Sal, Mike, and Leandro. Well, one thing up to another, and there, we did not get a chance to record this week. So, instead, I have a treat for you all. Um, what I'm doing here today is something I was planning on doing later in the year, but we're going to do it today as a treat. I have two episodes of The and Apex that I recorded for um, the Hairspray Beat by Beat, uh, a show that at the beginning of this year, I decided to stop recording and cancel completely. Well, I didn't want these episodes to go to waste, so we have the first two episodes of the show. So for those who didn't know, I was doing a podcast that we are going to be covering um, Hairspray, the movie, um, song by song. So, back to here are the two episodes that I recorded. Sit back, I'll introduce our guest as we go along. Um, it is the first two episodes of a show that's never going to happen, so enjoy this treat. And we'll be back next week to talk about the Royal Rumble, Raw 30, Jay Briscoe, and a lot of people want to hear our thoughts about that, and more, more, and more. So, sorry about all the confusion this week, and this is not the show we originally announced, but I think you'll enjoy what we have here. So, sit back and enjoy this show. Um, see you next week. Have a good day, everybody. Hello, and welcome back to the Entertainment Apex. We are covering Hairspray, Beat by Beat. I'm excited. And for those confused, this is, the 27, 20, this is the 2007 musical, not the original movie. That was some confusion in the um, movie community that we're a part of, where people thought I was... Even though I promoted this with music, you would think they know it's a musical. That's just me, though. Anyway, I'm your host Blake, and... I'm really excited to do this season, but, and what's the fun part about this season is every person I reached out to to be on this season was super excited to be on this season, including our first guest of this week. She's one of my actual, my friends, I'm glad to have her here. She is from Rocky Horror Minute, Leandra. Leandra, welcome to the show.
1: Hey there, I'm happy to be here. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Th- and on Hairspray, uh, even, it's just, it's very exciting. Yeah, what's funny
0: is you were the first person to actually say, I want to be on the show. I want to be on the show. So I was like, of course I'm going to be on you on. I was going to reach out to you anyway. So <laughs> tell me, what was the excitement the minute I said, Hairspray, and you jumped on immediately. Why, why did you want to be on this immediately?
1: <clears throat> okay, lots of reasons. Um, first and foremost, I am a fat chick who does theater. And Tracy Turnblad was kind of a dream role for me growing up. Not that I ever played it, but uh, it was one where I I saw the original movie and went I I could do this I could I could play Ricky Lake uh, Ricky Lake just in general, but this character. Um, and then uh, earlier this year, I moved to Baltimore, so I've just been wandering around. Uh, living my best life, just kind of uh, going, good morning, Baltimore. <laughs> and people are not here for it. And I'm just pretending I don't know that. Okay, come on.
0: you It's perfect for you. Why would that not work? I don't understand why people would not have a sense of humor with that.
1: Yeah, I'm just bobbing around, have, uh, just singing and getting excited about the random things in in Baltimore. And they're like, "Okay, that that's cool, but this is where we live, so calm down."
0: Yeah, it sounds like it sounds, it sounds like me like walking around New York and like singing random New York songs.
1: That sounds like to me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's actually perfect because we are starting this movie right. We are starting with song "Good Morning, Baltimore." Um, I, I'm excited for this. I love this song. Funny part, part is, I was just re rewatching the movie to set up for this. I'm like, I mm-hmm. forgot like how ridiculous this opening number is. <laughs> how ridiculous it
2: is!
1: <sighs> it just—it's so good and so fun, and it starts out kind of your, with your standard uh, musical setup, like everything's perfect. And then as she's as she's singing, things are like obviously a little bit quirky and a little bit um, John Watersy. Uh, and you, it's just, it's hard not to smile.
0: What's fun about it is a lot of people are like, John Waters is not involved in this movie. He is in the yes, movie. Yes, he was. You see him in the opening it's sequence. the flasher. Yeah, he's, the, he's the flasher right at the beginning. Like <laughs> uh, Another thing, by the way, a lot of people, I've actually, here's the funny part. I didn't even get to say this at the top of the show. I'm seeing hairspray the week after the episode air.
1: Oh, that's awesome. Here
0: in Milwaukee, we already have tickets. We're going to see it here. And I'm really, really excited. I've never actually seen the show. So this is the first time we're seeing it. Um, I'm really excited for that. So I can't wait to see this thing in person, finally. What's cool about it for me is that it's like, okay, I know the songs. I know all this stuff. But I hope it works on stage as well as everyone says it does. Does that make sense at all?
1: It does. I actually saw the the movie and everything first, like several times, and then I saw it on stage, and I, I came into it kind of with the same reservations of like uh, there are some things that I can't imagine that they translate as well as I'd want it to, and if you uh, if you're seeing a good production, you're seeing a good production. That's so true. You, you should have fun.
0: That's actually true. Yeah, that's the be- that's actually the best way of looking at any kind of a show. You have to have the best the good production for it. <laughs> Yeah. So, and, um, for those behind the scenes, I'm actually having internet issues and I literally just got the movie up on my screen over here. So I thought I was stalling to get the movie up on my screen so <laughs> so that I can go through Oh, so you're here. vamping. Yes. It, was, it worked and it absolutely worked. Okay. <laughs> I just like to be honest with people about what happens here.
1: Oh, that's
0: totally fair. So I do have the movie finally up on my screen. But, um, the whole, I, what I love about this opening is that you're right, it's so like, t- like old school musical. Like, we're, we're starting with our main character. We're not hiding it. We're not hiding the fact that this is what the show is. <laughs> I've always said if you're going into a musical, you have to know the rules. And this song tells you the rules of this musical within seconds, <laughs> which one's what I love about it. Because we're not hiding where we are, we're not hiding who our star is, and who we're following along with for the entire next hour or two hours of this movie. <laughs> um,. What I like about it is that we do zoom into Baltimore to start this thing. And then you show us what year it is. I, I always love a good newspaper zoom in, by the way, showing mm-hmm. dates. It's very back in the future. <laughs> which, but I do appreciate that. Um, I'm not sure how accurate, though, this actually is. I love the back a lot. And I love the fact that they show all, like, everything. Very, Have you seen In the Heights? I haven't. The beginning of In the Heights is very much like this. Okay. Where they're setting up the world that we're in before the first song starts. Well, I like that. Yeah, it kind of sets up the world and everything else. So I started since, when it be started in theaters. Um, I did not even know the story. I didn't know the story of the show. I went in. I'm like, um, Mandy wanted to see it, and I'm like, okay. it's a musical. It's a musical. Of course, I want to see a musical. Why not? So I didn't know what the story really was going in, and I'm like, okay, this is gonna be fun. But I only I knew was I saw like who's in the movie. But that's all I knew. I wanted to go in blind. I didn't want to go in knowing all the songs and everything. Else. Like most of the time, I'll know that. But this time, I was like, "I'm going to go in blind." So when we start off with this song, and I see our star, Nikki Blonsky, by the way, introducing Nikki Blonsky. This is her first role. Tradition for Tracy Turnblad. The for tra- those who don't know that tradition for Tracy Turnblad is always a newcomer, always somebody new. Which I love the fact that they do that. It's oh, so, yeah. yeah. It's it's only this is one of the shows that does that. Actually, I think still to this day. Um, what I love about this is that it's we're in her world. We're in her world. She's singing. There's no reason for this. Like there is zero reason to be this excited about anything.
1: <laughs> I right. and I love that John Waters goes. All right, I'm going to set uh, set the stage for you. Here's our main character, and I will accept zero comments about whether or not this is what a main character should look like we're and, just going to keep going
0: 100 agree She is not your traditional leading lady and i don't care <laughs> on any
1: level and john waters doesn't even give you a second to go um excuse me he goes no we hold your questions for never pretty much
0: um yeah I, and the cool part is here is for those who don't know this movie she's a short plus size girl and nobody cares. That's my favorite part about this. care. The best part about this for me is that they some people care, and it gets brought up later in the movie. But it's not, like, the massive plot point of this movie, which I yeah, appreciate. Mm-hmm.
1: Just as a spoiler alert, the people who bring it up in a negative way, they are painted to be just absolutely the crappiest people ever so it's John Waters going if you feel this way you're kind of a crappy person and I hope that you feel bad about that
0: so what I love about this also and okay so I for those who don't know this I'm a huge musical composer, which is this is why I'm mean, a musical I think since right this is my first musical since right and I'm excited to do a musical again but I I'm gonna pull a lot of stuff from shows I've seen so I'm gonna like literally pull things from shows I've seen um again I'll pull this one up have you seen Spongebob the musical
1: uh, yes, I've seen clips
0: of it. I've seen it on Broadway. It's on Broadway. Oh, okay. Actually, a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Uh, this is my son's first Broadway show, actually. This is his first Broadway show. Um, much better than it ever deserved to be. By the way, it's right out there. <laughs> much better than it ever deserved to be. But that show starts a lot like, I feel like they channeled this opening for the opening of that show. Because the opening number is SpongeBob putting over how great Bikini Bomb is while everyone else around him is complaining about it. And that's what she's doing here in this song. She's literally talking about how great Baltimore is while everyone around her, like you said before, but your own personal life is just living around here, like miserable while she's like peppy and bouncy. (laughs) Which I love.
1: And there are just a couple of things that they've done. Uh, even before the song starts, one of the first sounds you hear as it's zooming into this world is seagulls calling. And, uh, I, I get that we're near water in Baltimore but at least in my experience um, I don't see many seagulls in here <laughs> now not nowadays um, they they do tend to hang out at the um at the zoo uh, in the penguin enclosure because that's where they can get some food but otherwise no
0: that's funny that's very very funny yeah um that actually reminds me recently there was a um, wrestling show that was in Minnesota and they and they and AW they were calling it Quake at the Lake. There's no earthquakes in Minnesota, let alone there are no lakes in Minnesota.
1: That's <laughs>
0: fantastic. Quake at the Lake might have been one of the funniest titles of a pay per view of all time. Not a pay per view. It was like it was a Wednesday night special show and they kept calling it Quake at the Lake. <laughs> it was absolutely hysterical. But that's what that reminded me of just now when you said that. <laughs> Shout out to Wade Keller, who spent a month and a half complaining about that. On <laughs> every wrestling podcast he was on. <laughs> so, we um what I love about this whole song is we find out Tracy's personality. Straight up. We, there's no lying in what she is. She doesn't care about anyone's opinion about her, which I love or respect. And that, by the way, that never wavers for the whole movie. No. And that she... never happens in movies either. That never happens. Like, you don't get that in most movies ever. Like, your, your, your lead doesn't really change. She changed everyone around her.
1: <sighs> it It really is fantastic that... Uh, that the journey that we're going on is kind of her changing the world to be what she always knew it could be.
0: I agree. absolutely agree with that. And you and what's fun about it is we're this opening song actually is perfect for us because everyone's looking at her like she's crazy, but they're like, oh, she's happy. Okay, cool. yeah, she's happy. Good for her. <laughs> so this is by the way, is the um cameo brought the cameo. Of John Waters, which at the time I didn't know again, I didn't know the history of the movie. I didn't even see there was a movie yet. So I'm like, okay, cool. That was a very, very funny one, but I did not realize that was John Waters. Then when you found out the history of John Waters, it seems even funnier. Like, oh, even yeah. funnier. <laughs> like oh my so, God.
1: So right before then, um uh, when she's looking in the window and she's looking at her hair and she says, Look at my hair. of uh, I, I looked and uh, right up in the corner of the screen, you see that there's a Charles Atlas um, poster or ad for, uh, f- uh, for like bodybuilding just plastered up on the, uh, on the window. Which if, you're, <laughs> if you're a Rocky fan, you're like Charles Atlas, I know who that is. Um, but it's a, it's a bodybuilder who used to have all these ads about like getting into shape. And it would, it very much sets it as a plate, as being in the 60s, too. So I just wanted to throw that out there before we got too far away. Oh, that's
0: fine. I'm actually noticing a lot of funny stuff. What I love about it, like, there's a sign right behind her that I never caught. It is for Sunday school. Mm -hmm. And it says, What's right isn't what's popular. What's popular isn't always right. And that's good. That's perfect. That's like if you're not paying attention, that's perfectly the story of this movie, like right there. Yes. It's like hidden it in the background of the opening song, because you're distracted by John Water slashing everybody. Is this sign on a randomly on a Sunday school class, <laughs> right before we get to the bomb on the bar bomb on the stool. Like, I'm like, what the hell time is it? Uh, she's at a bar. <laughs> this guy's well, drunk it's at the bar at 7 in the morning.
1: <laughs> it's like 8 a.m. She's on her way to school. So she's just...
0: like, what the, what the, is he here from overnight? Is he here because he started his day here? Like, when did this
1: bum get here? <laughs> so my my headcanon is this guy uh, probably works nights and he just gets off of work. And to Tracy's, uh, Tracy's opinion is that he just lives there. Fair enough. It's like, oh, there's the bum. Hi. Fair enough. And he's like, I literally just got here. This isn't my only thing I do. But thank you. Yeah.
0: but so at least she's nice about it. Like she's really nice to him. which is the important part.
1: It's like the meme. I'm not sure if you've seen this, but uh, you know how at the beginning of Beauty and the Beast bell is just wandering around uh singing about her little town and the meme is there goes bell singing her daily mean song about us <laughs> i read that before i read
0: that oh man i think there's another one with that it's like um why don't we like bill because she does a morning diss track about us every single day <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: so trace is kind of doing the same thing where she's like isn't it very cool that you're like drunk already
0: But but I appreciate that It's the opposite here, though. Where, like, Belle's doing the angry, like, I hate this town stuff. And she's like, I love this city. (laughs) I love this so much. For for no reason, though. Like, there's no reason for her to love this city as much as she does. Like, zero reason.
1: (laughs) Except that it's her home. And she's just, uh, she's very unapologetic about that. She's (laughs) unapologetic about uh, taking up space with her hair, with her body, with just everything that she does. And it's great. She isn't even at all aware of the fact that she jaywalks like fifteen times in this. <laughs> she's wandering that. around going, "Oh, it's the street. I can sing in the street. I can sing on. sing on the sidewalk." Uh, she's trying to get to school on time, and she is just taking the most uh, roundabout way. Um,
0: what's funny? I remember watching this. I remember like, watching this at home when I first got the DVD, and I, I realized it dawned on me something that I love about this entire musical. Is they don't hide from this as a the musical, they don't hide from it. And they say, look, we're gonna be singing and deal with it. Like you just deal with the fact that this is what we're doing because we don't get a lot of musicals like they're like an open number like this would be not recognized by the people around her. But I love about it, she's singing and everyone's recognizing the fact that she's singing and nobody's stopping her. Like
1: yeah. <laughs> nobody cares. And that's the most about not, it. It's not a duet. There's no ensemble really, at least in this movie version of it. Yeah.
0: I guarantee on I, I'm, I'm not saying, but I'm going to guarantee on stage, it's a big musical production and all craziness happens. But
1: there, there's at least some back uh, back in ensemble bits where everybody on the street will kind of like sing "Good Morning, Baltimore." At least I think so. Uh, I've. Only I'll see it. Seen it. On I'll see it in like about once. two weeks after this episode yeah. drops.
0: So I'll find out. <laughs> for those wondering, for in the Milwaukee, area, I'm seeing it after the after matinee on the 11th for my anniversary. So on February 11th, when this episode drops on the first, so in like 10 days, when this episode drops. <laughs> you're absolutely, going to be at the show. So after I get back from vacation in Jersey, because I'm actually going to Jersey next week. So anyway, um, where were we? Where were we? Oh yeah. Also. Um, have you ever, Okay, I'm keep asking questions on things people have seen. Have you ever seen the roller coaster musical episode of Faith and Furb? No. Oh my god. That might be one of the best Faith for the episodes of all time. They, <laughs> d- they openly they did the plot of their pilot, the exact same episode as their pilot, but did it in the musical. Oh, that's great. <laughs> like and they openly said to Hope this is what we're doing. We're they we didn't hide it. It was like, what's make a roller coaster? But do it in the musical number. And then they actually addressed like but how are we going to do it? We're, and but we have um, a musical coming in, it that comes, in, that comes in, out of nowhere. <laughs> Which I'm like, thank you. We're just addressing the fact that we're doing this for the next half an hour. I feel like that's how this movie is. It's unabashedly doing that rule. We're just going to get music yeah. playing for no reason. It's going to come in nowhere. We're just going to do songs. And we're going to have fun with it. And that's what the opening number is. There's no reason for this. But the music's just there. And uh, I remember, I forget who told me this. I think it was um, Kyle, who's going to be on later on the season. He's like, is the music in her head? Or, like, is she just dancing to herself? Like, how does this work? And I'm like, I don't know what the musical. Let's go with it. It's a
2: musical. Yeah. <laughs> like,
0: it's supposed to like, be that way. Dude, be cool about it. Yeah. But I do love the fact that the bus is driving away, and she's not paying attention because she's giving in the theater, her dance number. She's in <laughs> her dance number, and her ass is in the air, and the bus drives away, and nobody yells to stop her. <laughs> it's
1: like, <Yeah>. wait, really? <laughs> she's just like, oh, beans. Okay. Okay.
0: Oh, that always makes me laugh. That she's doing this whole number. No one yells out to stop her, like at all. Nobody says anything to her.
1: <laughs> which to me seems to th- seems to imply that she does this all the time. So they're like, "No, okay, well, it, I don't have time for this." Pretty much. Um. So okay. <laughs> so I, I this this
0: moment where she stops the garbage truck. But by the way, of course the guy's gonna stop. There's a there's a girl waving her hands in front of him, <laughs> yeah. screams, thinking. But then, but the mo- I laugh every single time we go to the next scene and she's on top of the
1: garbage truck. Well, how did she
0: exactly. get up there?
1: What is that conversation? i thinking, <laughs> how is she going to get up there? Like, how is she going to plant herself there and not just get like garbage truck schmutz on herself? Like, it just uh, and she's just like, yay, my chariot is here. I'm just gonna get up here, and I'm going to be just, as just as happy up here as I was on the street. Exactly, but like,
0: what was that conversation? Like, so I need to get to school. <laughs> Can I ride on top of your truck?
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm not getting in the. I'm not getting in the cab with you. Yeah. Whoa, why would I do that? That's I, creepy. I, I don't need know to get you. On top of the truck. <laughs>
0: <laughs> my music got that brown to the middle of a song. I <laughs> think it's in the of my song. <laughs> It's just so ridiculous like the best part is that like I said they're unabashedly knowing that she's singing instinct back as a driver when she gets off to us like that oh, was funny that was fun <laughs>
1: yeah, was same time again next week like <laughs> like he really enjoyed
0: the fact that she had this girl on her at the top of these trucks singing a song for no reason so
1: good. <laughs> I mean what would you do
0: I-, I guess I'd go along with it I mean to really know the way wouldn't. of putting it
1: I would be the fun of it like I love I- this kind I of go... stuff no no ma'am well we're also
0: in the age of the uber or you're gonna call it uber oh, and get to school we're like this is the 60s and weirder things have happened in the 60s and this so keep my in the decade we're in. we're also in a post-covid just... world where like we don't trust people so like, that's another thing like I mean,
1: i've never trusted people if i if i was at work i'm trying to uh, trying to get garbage into my truck and then this uh, this lady is singing and stops me and goes, can I, can I get up? I'd go, no. I have stuff to do.
0: I would almost play along just to see what happens next. <laughs> I mean, that's fair.
1: Yeah. It could be that it's like his last day of work and he's like, honestly, if they fire me, they fire me. Or it's
0: the end of a shift. Or it could be like, yeah. it's the end of my shift. I've been doing this all night and I'm ready to go home. And I might have been having a little bit of fun. You know, that's why fair. not? Okay. That's possible. Like, Totally. So we get to, she finishes up her a musical number. What I love about a good musical number is it gets you from one place to another, and you don't even realize it. Yep. <laughs> we literally, we literally started with her getting out of bed, got dressed, walked to school, missed the bus, got out of garbage truck, and actually to school. All during a four-minute song. Like, <laughs> I love musicals so much for reasons like that.
1: <laughs> it it really is great, and uh, and John Waters did a fantastic job with uh, with this, uh, with just. Establishing so much in such a short period of time.
0: Yeah, I absolutely agree. So here we are. We're at school, and I love the fact that they show just how boring school is in this movie. Like, I I love it. It reminds me of High School Musical a lot. Where like I think High School Musical too, where they have like the big like the big um clock at the top, and like they're showing how slow time can be. <laughs> I I always amused by that, and that's how they do it here too. Ironically, those came out around the same time. Those two movies came out around the same time. And ironically, my next episode will have the people from All Cat Minute in my next episode. So, okay. yeah. So, but I love this because there's no reason why we have to do this joke. Because we can really just cut and jump ahead a little bit and get to our next segment. But instead, we have to find out the issue with her hair. Which is funny to me. What's funny is that she's her hair is so high compared to everybody else in this class. Like, it's so ridiculously high.
1: And the way that they decide to really show this is they try showing it from the uh, from the person behind her's point of view, and they're using, like, a wobble cam of, I, uh, we're trying to see around this massive helmet of hair.
0: I know, it's very, very funny. But I like it. It works, though. It really does work. But it, it almost feels like, I want to know where in the school year we are. Where did they say we are? We're in November, according to the paper? I think so, yeah. So we're about two months into the school year. And so, we've been dealing with this problem probably every single day with her hair. And I mean, like, (laughs) which is hysterical to me. This has been an issue for two months. So, (laughs) that cracks me up. So, we have this whole thing with her hair. And the teacher gets mad at her again. I, I have no idea what in the blue hell they're talking about in this class, by the way, because we we come in and she starts talking about Mount Everest. And she's, it's not Mount Everest. <laughs> what are we talking about? Like, what in
1: the blue hell we got in this class? I think that she was trying to explain the difference between height and depth. And <laughs> instead it was just blah, blah, womp blah, womp womp blah,
0: Yeah. Well, I do always love the I always love movies in general where they actually put the shit on the board. Like, there's no reason for them to put all this shit on the board. Like, you couldn't get away with not doing it. But the detailed fact that they put the entire class thing on the board about Mount Everest, the homeworks over there. Like, I love the fact that they did all those detail work. <laughs> so... no, it's very good. I always appreciate that. So, let's we'll check the time. When we left, it was about 8 o'clock. It is now about 1035 Which is really strange that we're jumping at 10.35. (laughs) Um, It's because
1: this teacher's been droning on for two and a half hours. Which,
0: you know what? I wouldn't even surprise me. That would not shock me at all. (laughs) So, by the way, I love the fact we're going from my numbers to earthquakes and volcanoes. What?
1: (laughs) What is this this class? class? This (laughs) class is like geosystems, I'm guessing. (laughs) And I... When I took Geosystems in high school, it was the most boring teacher in the world. like she could put herself to sleep with what she was <laughs> saying so i honestly this this really rings true so
0: although we' we've been shouting out John waters, I do want to throw out to um Adam Shankin, who is the director of this movie and um Leslie Dixon, who's the screenplay, I want to throw out to them because they did a great job. Especially Adam Shankman. Adam Shankman taking John Morton's work and making it into this oh, is yeah. incredible to me. Like, <laughs> there's zero reason for this to work so well. So I,
1: I think that the complaint that people have had about this specific version of hairspray versus the original is that it tends to soften the, uh, soften the original a little bit and smooth out some of the rough edges. But it's not a bad but thing. I, a bad I don't thing. think that that's bad. I, I think that this is totally valid. And uh, it, it's like they traceified the, uh, this, They Tracy Turnblad uh, saw hairspray and said, yeah, but we can make it happier.
0: Exactly. Absolutely. Absolutely agree with that. What's, what's funny about that is. There's nothing wrong with having another version. By the way, I, I've been joking around re-watching this movie now. It was ahead of its time. Because if this came oh, out yeah. during the Black Lives Matter movement, it would have been like the top – well, during the pandemic, but you know what I mean. It would have probably been the biggest movie in the world. Like, I'm surprised that this movie didn't get aired on TV during the Black Lives Matter stuff. I'm shocked it didn't happen. Like, I'm very surprised. <laughs>
1: I think that there were other things uh, that uh, that did have a lot of screen time during that, that uh, and that made sense. But I, I will say that when I saw this live, um, it was an incredibly emotional thing uh, for me because I watched it at the height of uh, of Black Lives Matter.
0: Yeah, that says a lot. That says a lot because it hits. It really hits differently now in 2022 than it even did in 2007. Like I was like I said, if we watched the entire thing. Breaking it down for this, and I'm like, wow, this hits different now. This really hits so much different, yeah. Which is not a bad thing. Which is a very good thing because that means we're all paying attention a little more. We're actually paying attention to the world a little more than we were a couple of years ago. Even a couple of years ago. Unfortunately, I have to say that. <laughs> Unfortunately, and
1: I don't know. I feel like this is just going back to the uh, to hairspray in general. It's very much an unapologetic. A story. It's a story about accepting people no matter what. And if you don't, then you're the problem.
0: I agree. And I, I talk kind of how I live my life anyway. Where it's like, fuck it. Who cares? Like, who gives a shit? I'm a big guy. I don't care. Like I'm a big fat guy. And I'll openly admit I'm a big fat guy. I'm married to a plus-size goarded lady. I don't care. You know what I mean? And I, I've kind of got her now to the point where she's not caring as much as she used to. You know? <laughs>
1: Oh, and please shout out her book. I'm I, really excited for that. So, Well,
0: I'll definitely do that always. Uh, my wife, Mandy, she'll be on the show later in the season, of course. As a matter of fact, I joke about you're the first person. that no. Mandy was on the sheet before I even put it in the group. She was on the sheet to come on the show immediately.
1: No, um, absolutely. So, I'm just saying that her book in particular. Yes, I, think I will is... say.
0: I know I am. It's a children's book that came out in May. Go pick it up on Amazon, on Barnes & Noble, and at, um, at the... um. R.T.A.P. Publishing, so they. Go... Sorry, it's got a weird tech message. Um, anyway, R.T.A.P. Publishing, go pick it up right now. It's definitely worth it for, especially for the conversation we're having right now about yeah, acceptance. Yeah, that's why it
1: was like, oh yeah, and that. Um, it's a it's a very positive book about um kind of owning your uh, owning who you are as a young child.
0: Absolutely, so... I think Manuel, I absolutely appreciate the fact you brought it up. <laughs> absolutely so we continue on and now we're in chemistry class apparently but what is the school day like this is a weird school day and suddenly it's what what time is it 3 30 at this point i think so that's late for me because i remember in, in like high school i was out before like 245 so right same it was late for me so but again it started eight eight ish so like i guess it makes sense
1: yeah, uh, they wake up a little bit later, they start the day a little bit later, and then they're out of school a little bit later. So, oh, that works. Well, the, the clock rings,
0: the school day ends at 3.30, and that is where we end things. There's Tracy running at the bell. Nothing wrong with that. That's where we will pick up more in our next episode. Anything else you want to say about this song, this movie in general? Because you're here for this episode, so you might as well say any of your thoughts. Yeah,
1: I mean, nothing that I haven't already said. I uh, This is... Such a strong beginning to a a really exciting movie, and I'm really I'm really happy to uh, to see what your thoughts are uh, for the rest of it.
0: I'm, I'm you know what I'm looking forward to talking about it. I, I this movie I'm, I'm going to tell people the truth. This actually has been in the works for about three years. It says I've had other projects to finish before I got here, so I've been looking forward to doing this. And just people so you know, this is the first of a bunch of musicals to have on my list on this show for the next few years. <laughs> As a matter of fact, if anyone was in the M M X group, you saw me call dibs on another movie that's coming, clones coming soon, about a year and a half on this show, on this feed. So I'm excited. During that weird dibs thing that was going on recently,
1: yeah, I don't know. I'm was totally, going I'm totally dating
0: that. this episode for that, but whatever. If, if you don't know, you know. If you know, you know. If you don't know, <laughs> that works. All right. Let's actually wrap things up. But before we wrap it up, the question for this season, I'm asking everybody, the, what is your favorite movie musical? But the rule I put in place this season, and this affects you, it affects a couple of the people coming out later in this season, you cannot talk on a movie that you're doing as, a, as an MMX movie. <laughs> so that takes That's out Rocky fair. Horror for you. Yes. So what outside of Rocky Horror, what would be your favorite movie My musical?
2: My
1: favorite movie musical... Ooh, there are so many, but I'm going to go for, like, the, the full-on trash answer, and it's going to be Repo the Genetic Opera. What, what? I don't even know that one! I don't even okay, know what that one is! Repo the Genetic Opera is a mess of a movie. Um, among other things, it has Paris Hilton in it, playing a plastic surgery-obsessed rich girl, and it, it is, it, it's a rock opera, and it has grave robbing, and um, Anthony Stewart Head is in it, and Sarah Brightman is in it. (laughs) I've never heard of this. I've never heard of it it before. It is so polarizing. Um, You either really like it or think that it's just the worst thing ever, and I don't think that there's a wrong opinion to have, uh, but I will say that I, I do just absolutely adore it. It's just, like, it's very aesthetically... Um, early 2000s, like, new metal and and fun.
0: Well, I, I, I'm going to keep a track of that. That's definitely not the one I expected to start this. I'm happy happy about that. I'm actually really excited about this list that's going to be coming out of this season. I am going to actually plug some mo- mo- movie musicals to something that I like throughout this mm-hmm. season. And I'm going to start with one I'm going to date where I am in the year. But I'm going to start with one I just most recently saw on Netflix and has Thirteen musical. Based on the okay. Broadway show of 13. Oh my God, this was so good. <laughs> it was so much better than it ever deserved to be. I did not expect it to be so good. Um, for those who don't know, it's based on a Broadway show where the our lead is um, dealing with divorce. His parents got a divorce and he's um, he wants to play in Bar Mitzvah. But he has to move out of New York and go to Indiana. It's very footloose, but with a twist. The Broadway show was all kids. There was no adult in the Broadway show at all. Um, From the movie, they actually had to have adults, obviously. But when you have the adults like Deborah Messing and Rhea Perman, you're allowed to have adults. Yeah. <laughs> you, you bring them in, you're allowed. Absolutely. They're adult-shaped. <laughs> yeah, I'll take it. Um, it's definitely really good. The songs are fantastic. Especially if you want to watch a bunch of kids that were obviously 12 and 13, 14 during this movie, doing all musical numbers. Like, straight up. Full production, insane musical numbers in this movie. It was fantastic. Absolutely amazing. <laughs> and the last part of it was a bunch of unknowns. It was almost all unknowns. I was really Great. So I definitely watched 13. The last, the last three songs were stuck in my head for days after watching it. That's how good it was. So throw that out there. All right, Andrew we talked about your program on the air, that your show is finally coming back. And hopefully by the time this episode drops, the episode I'm on of yours will be on. So <laughs> that, that has Every been a time. joke for those listening. If you have not followed us, <laughs> we've been doing shows together for a couple of years. Now, I've been joking with her that was see her episode drops before the episode of, on a podcast. She's on with me. You have about a few months before this episode drops. I want to see what happens first, but plug your show. Go ahead.
1: All right. Uh, definitely check us out. Um, I'm uh, I'm Leandra, the co-host of Rocky horror Minute. You can find us on rockyhorrorminute.com and any other place that you find your podcasts.
0: Yeah, I, I do love your show. I do miss your show. Um, I, I miss your um, show too. I do love. I I have really. I, I'm, funny of, I'm not even the hugest Rocky horror fan, but I love you guys. Like I love oh. listening to you guys. So like I like I listen to your show and then I talk to you guys. And you guys are just as great people as you are on your show. So I just throw to out there. So well, thank you. Yes. On that note, I'd like to thank everyone for listening, and welcome to the new season. I'm so excited for this. Next episode, I, I say next episode, but we're doing uh, Monday to Friday, pretty much, the entire run for the month of February. So the next episode, we're going to be getting into the um, nicest kids in town, and it takes two, um, maybe there's three songs, and I'll explain that in the next episode, but we're going to have the gang from Wildcat Minute, they've been talking about High School Musical and Zac Efron, so I reached out to them immediately, and they're like, yeah, we're down to talk more about Zach Efron. Apparently, sure, let's do it. So we have Tyler and Le- and and um and, and Sandra coming over here for a while. Can't to talk about it. I'm, I'm looking forward. To it. I've been on the show a couple of times. They're a lot of fun, so I'm excited. It's the first time I've actually had um, um Sandra on one of my shows, so I'm actually really excited for that. So come back on our next episode. Thank you so much, Leandra, as always for coming on here. This was awesome and great to talk. Thank you so much. And um for those joining us for the next episode. Thank you for listening. Have a good day, everybody. And remember, you can't stop the beat.
1: Hey there, teenage Baltimore. Don't change that channel, because it's time for the Corny Collins Show. Brought to you by Ultra Clutch Hairspray. Go every afternoon when the clock strikes four. A Bunch of kids crash through that door, yeah. No one oh, throw off their coats and leave the squares behind them, and then they shake it, shake it, shake it, like they're losing their mind. I'm gonna see them frown because they're the nicest kids in town.
0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Entertainment AFX covering hairspray beat by beat. And with me today I am Blake and I have two special guests this week damn I have two special guests of this episode and they are both from Wildcat minute a show I've been on a couple of times I'm actually really excited for them to be here it is Tyler it is Sandra right Sandra Sandra Taylor Tyler and Sandra welcome to the show you guys
3: thank you so much.
4: Yes, thank you. Believe it or not, we love musicals. No
0: way. I don't believe it.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, okay, I have to ask Tyler, what is it like coming on that podcast of a movie you've actually seen before coming on the show?
4: <laughs> um, well, what's interesting, because I watched Hairspray, so part of the shtick of Wildcat Minute is that I have not seen the High School Musical movies, so I realized watching Hairspray two nights ago that I probably, I don't know if I've ever watched it in one sitting Wow. And if and if so, I haven't watched it since 2007 or 2008. So it's been 14 years.
0: I, I, I said this in the last episode. I saw it in the theaters. So I saw it in the movie theaters. So it was a lot of fun when I saw it for the first time.
3: I might have seen it in theaters. I think
4: you did. I think you saw it with... With, with our family. mother and some family friends.
3: Yeah. I was just thinking about that. I was like, it, I also saw Mama Mia, I think, with those people. So I think it was like a good <laughs> of... people.
0: Like, they're not
4: family. <laughs> those people. them. Yeah. <laughs> they
3: don't know we record podcasts. Fair we enough. They don't want to out
4: them. But, but Blake, to answer your question, and it's actually another thing that Condor and I talked about recently, we, we listened to this soundtrack a million times growing up. Because our mother loved it. And so I've oh, heard these songs still. a million times. But in terms of the context of the movie, like, I, I don't know much of like the visual gags or like the in-between jokes. So I, I, I'm still getting a kick out of like a lot of the little jokes in this movie that are really well done.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, so let's actually get to where we were. We actually, we, when we last left you last episode, the bell had rang and the school day was over. And then we jumped over here. We are now in the TV studio, apparently. <laughs> this is a really over-the-top TV studio for the 60s. But I love it. Like, I love how over-the-top this is and how many cameras there are. When it amounts to a bunch of teenagers dancing on television. <laughs> That's to that. That's really what it is. There's really nothing else to it but that. Um, this is actually our first chance to meet Penny. This is the first time we've meeting her. Which, uh, absolutely adorable role in here. I thought she would bring it doing this. But before I even get into that, I I realized I didn't even ask the question I had in my mind. The reason I reached out to you guys originally was because Zach Afron. It's <laughs> so I realized that I was rewatching this, that of people don't even know this. This is the movie to why Footloose the Musical never happened. Because they originally cast Zach Afron to be in Footloose the Musical when they wanted to bring the Broadway show to the movie. And they casted him, but then he didn't do this movie. And then he went to do Hudson Musical 3. And he decided, I'm done with (laughs) musicals. I'm done. I don't want to do this anymore. So we never got Footloose Musical because that guy was burnt out after doing this and Hudson Musical 3 back to back. So So, there you go.
3: We just talked about this movie not too long ago on the pod, and we looked at dates. and This movie actually came out before High School Musical 2 aired on television, so this is actually Zach Efron's vocal debut.
4: Really? I, I, I didn't
0: know the timeline of that. Really? That's yeah. insane.
4: Yeah, you yeah. might have meant High School Musical 2 when you said 3 a moment ago, but. Well, he did both, um, I did all three movies. He did all three, so yeah. like, mm. no. Yeah.
3: Um, But yeah, no, this movie is actually his vocal debut. Yeah, other than because he did a small snippet in in High School
0: Musical one. I did not realize that was I for some reason in my brain I didn't realize High School Musical two and this was the same year. I don't know why I didn't think that. That's crazy. Three
3: months apart. Yeah,
0: because I know I saw this in the theater, but I also watched, as I said on when I came on your podcast, High School Musical two when it debuted on Disney Channel. Like I watched it on the night it debuted. So. I didn't it realize debuted it was... at
3: the end of summer, which was the ironic thing. The <laughs> ironic
0: part of that, that whole thing. Well the funny yeah. part is a lot of and, and this actually just came up recently. That the night I musical two debuted was also the same night Phoenix Confirmed, but the movie with the, the show with the longest summer ever. It's the same day that it debuted. It was the same
2: day. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, the roller coaster nice. pilot aired right after High School Musical Two. <laughs>
4: That is interesting.
0: Yeah, I only know I forgot about that, but I am um, followed Dad and of Meyer on TikTok, and he brought it up. I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so I love Frozen but That's going to be coming up on another season of the show. So that's a whole different thing.
3: I do. I love them. I love that show too. So I'll be back happily. I, hey, I, and
4: they do songs in that show. I know. We've
3: Talked about some of them because actually, Tisdale is in that show.
4: Yes, and she's oh, brilliant. Yeah. She's brilliant on that show. Absolutely she's, brilliant. She's so good. So.
0: Yeah. Anyway, we're, let's get back we're to. talking
3: about hairspray. Yeah, let's get back to hairspray.
0: We are, we are just got to the, um, back into the TV studio. Uh, and I love the fact that Tracy and Penny here are like Uber fans, so they have to run home. Like, they have to run home for the show. It reminded me of like the, um, TRL days in, the, in the New York. I don't know a lot of you guys, you're probably be, be younger than me on this one. But I remember back in MTV, the TRL days, where every woman would run home to watch TRL. The original TRL, the one that was actually actually a good show, not the crap that ended the season, at the end of the run, the one that was like Carson Daly at the height of his power, <laughs> doing a great show. This Andrew looking at me like, "What the hell are you talking about? What are you talking about TRL?" <laughs> the, I know of it, but I don't
3: know anything about for it.
0: For the uninitiated, TRL, Turner Request Live, as it was known in the late '90s, early 2000s, was a show that was live from New York at the MTV studios every day. Monday to Friday, and it was literally fan-voted music videos to the point where someone tested the fan theory and they actually got New King on the Block on the show because they fan-voted the, show, the song onto the show. <laughs> but um, but it was, became so popular that they had to close down grids of New York because the crowds were so ridiculously busy outside I got on TV Studios. I was actually on TVR one time because we were in New York seeing a Broadway show. At the, at my drama club went to New York to see a Broadway show. I don't remember what show it was anymore. We forgot what time it was, and we were trying to get to our train. And we passed TRL, and we all stopped and started waving. And I got – and I told it home, they stormed me on television. I was like, oh, there you are. Awesome. <laughs> That's really funny. But I think this reminded me of people running home watch was like a total request live.
4: Well, what I think – the the other thing that you stumbled upon is like the power of the teen viewing force in terms of, you know – advertisement after absolutely. school absolutely the the scheduling block you know it's not so much a thing anymore but for when you were a kid and in the in the 50s or the 60s i guess in the 62 in 62, this 62, case 62, yep.
2: mm-hmm.
4: yeah that it was a huge deal right they have to run home from school because the show starts at four and, and it's live at 3 30 and it's
0: live it's yeah. not like it's not recorded it's straight up live you have to be there you're gonna miss it which is not something that's not anymore
4: uh-huh. Look, I get, I get how Tracy and Penny get home in time to watch it, but how do Link and Amber and you know all those other people's whose name we're going to rattle off later? They, get can, there I time? actually, no, I actually, they, they leave early. They leave early. Yeah, they
3: skip school. Ty. Yeah, That's it's like in, part of the song. It's
0: in the opening number. It's in the song. <laughs> it's in the song we're about to do. But they, they leave. I'm assuming. That they get the rights from the principal and leave school and go to the show. Like, at the end of the day. I mean, they probably leave like, a good half hour early to get there and set up. Because they got to change. They're not going to school in these outfits. Like, they got to change. They have to wardrobe. They got to put padding in their dresses, apparently. That's something we saw in the opening here. They <laughs> have to do all that. Which, by the way, I love that gag. <laughs> that one of the girls puts padding in and they call it out later. Like, it's such a stupid joke. But, no, that explains it. Like, that's that's how it works. They, they leave school early so they can set up the show
3: they're important enough in the school to get away with it
4: so yeah it's it's confusing because it seems like this show is the most important thing in this town i
0: think it is that's the problem i think it is (laughs) that's the problem
3: ultra clutch owns everything tyler
4: (laughs) you're not wrong Uh, you're not wrong
0: I'd love to know what they're making fun of with Ultra Clutch. I don't have a clue what they're really making fun of with this because it's very funny. Like, it, the fact that they go over the top with this makes me laugh every time because there's no reason to go this over the top with sponsor <laughs> and they do in this show, in, in this entire I movie. I feel
3: like that's pretty accurate to the time. Like, you'd have that one brand that kind of runs the world, really. Yeah. <laughs>
4: Yeah, just go see Quiz Show and then oh, you'll see the dark good side.
0: Comparison, of it. Good comparison. Good call. Good yeah. call. I forgot about that. I forgot about <laughs> that. That would be actually.
4: a good double feature, Quiz Show and Hairspray. <laughs> <laughs>
0: like, I no like level, I would never say that. I would never say that. <laughs> um so I did forget to mention that um Amanda Bynes is playing Penny. And I did not even know who Amanda Bynes was before this movie. <laughs> I, who she was. Wow. I don't watch I didn't I mean, watch a lot of things at the time. Like that's just my thing. Bad. Like
3: that's the age difference between mm-hmm. us because yep. Tyler and I, like, ate up the Amanda show like there was she, no she tomorrow. Was,
4: she was old by the time this came out. Yeah. Like, she, she was established. Like, she was on her way out. Let's, <laughs> she let's,
3: let me 15 th- years in the gig. Like, 15, almost 20 years probably at this point.
4: I'm going to throw out there. I'm 40. So, I'm older
0: than you guys. So, like, I don't know a lot of the stuff. Like, I... When this movie came out, I had just moved to Wisconsin. So, like, I I missed a few years of a lot of the stuff because I had, I had a life and then I moved here. So, once I moved here, then things changed. I got married and things changed. But, like, I had a few years where I missed a lot. <laughs> I didn't miss a lot <laughs> in the zeitgeist for a few years. I'll openly admit that.
3: We grew yeah. up on Nickelodeon. Like- I'm a yeah. Disney, and I'm a
0: Disney person. I'm a Disney person. So, even then, like, <laughs> that's the difference here, you know?
4: We Am- do... Amanda Bynes... You know, after Hairspray, she did Sydney White, which came out in the same year, just later. And, then and she's the man. And then she's the man was two thousand six.
2: Oh,
3: it, and now that I know that was before this. Easy,
4: she oh. appears in Easy A, which came out in twenty ten. She that's, she did a couple like TV movies between then, but
2: that like
4: she hasn't acted since. So yeah. Hairspray again is at the tail end of her career. Wow,
0: that's amazing, and she does a great job. Like she does a great job in this movie. <laughs>
3: She's, oh, I love getting to like see her in this movie because she is, her comedic time, like you can tell she has been a comedic actor for so long at this point. She just, she nails the character.
4: And the physicality too, right? Because she's not only been like a comedic actor, but probably a a great slapstick actor, especially with like the Nickelodeon stuff. It's like Mm -hmm. the physicality of your performance, the way she dances, you can tell, like, okay, she's not a good dancer, but she's very physically involved. I mean, all of the oral fixation stuff with the lollipop is hilarious throughout the whole thing. She sings in the movie, and you're like, it's not great, but okay, good for you. You know what, though? No, she tries,
0: but she tries really. and It really comes up in a great song later. Like, it came up in a great song. Like, it really works. Like, I didn't expect like, perfect for what it is.
4: <laughs> and then when she says, Mother, Mother doesn't. Uh, what did she say? Mother says I'm not allowed to perspire.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <So laughs> that's good. a great line. That's a great line. <laughs> that's not a character-defining line in this movie. I don't know what is it. Like that's a perfect line this time for her whole character. That's <laughs> like her first speaking
4: line of yeah, the movie. I think her. I think her character-defining line is is later in this segment when they're watching on oh, the yeah, TV true. outside. We'll, we'll get there. We'll get there.
0: we'll get there. We'll get there. Well, before we do that, I do want to also shout out to. Him we'll talk about a lot more later in the movie. It would be um, Tracy's dad is being played by Christopher Walken. Which, yes. this role, he did a phenomenal job also in this role. Like, it's so over he the top tries... that it's perfect for him.
3: <laughs> he tries so so hard, and it's so sweet. What I
0: like about it is that she's... I don't know how much he's actually acting in this movie. She's <laughs> actually acting <laughs> at all. Except for, like, the musical number later, which I did not expect when I first saw this movie. <laughs> I expected that, that musical number. But we'll get to that way later in the movie. I have a, I have a couple of fun guests for that one later on in the film.
4: <laughs> I mean, in terms of chemistry between Walken and John Travolta, too, like, the, like you can tell they're both masters of craft because like that is such a hard thing to pull off. And yet it's such like, it's a beautiful movie romance.
0: That doesn't make sense, but it works. It only works in this universe. It really works in this universe. <laughs> <Isn't>
4: this <laughs> an
2: 11...
4: There's an 11 year difference between Walken and Travolta too. I looked it up.
0: Okay. Perfect. Let's get back to the Corny Collins joke. Cause I remember you specifically said, Tyler, you wanted something Corny Collins and here we are. Well, <laughs>
3: that's because I mean, we love James Mars, James. Yes.
0: <laughs> because we love Sonic's dad so I had to so here's the thing with with, with Courtney Collins The later on the It's Hairspray scene automatically had to go to somebody that requested it like years ago when I first started talking about this movie so that one so like, this is the other one I had to make sure Like you you wanted it you got this one because this is the only other one that's available because the one later on was already taken so <laughs> But I uh, he is I thought James Marsden was amazing here. Like there is he takes this to a different level. Like this, he was so over the top at this that I, it's so believable that he would host a show like this. Like he was so so perfect.
3: I definitely will argue with people that this or Enchanted are his best roles. Like just flat out, like this and Enchanted, he does such a good job on. He's very sincere and over the top and. He just, he brings a delightful, like, presence to it. Like, even his comment to Michelle Pfeiffer later on in this scene that he's like, you mean right way? And she's like, yeah, of course. Like, whatever. Like He's just, he's, he's not he's even subtle. over the
4: top in this movie.
3: No, but it's, but it's, eh. what I, what, it's
0: I what, I've, what, caught on, in... what I've caught on, he's kind of playing two characters. He's playing the Courtney Collins, the host, who has to be, like, on the the entire time he's on camera, but then when he's off camera, he's playing Courtney Collins, the person who is still a really good person. I <laughs> mean, like there are two different things he's doing, which, which is really hard to do. Really, like it's really hard to turn it off. Like the minute that camera is off, he's a different person completely. But it's still a really good person. So that's what makes it work.
3: I would argue his dancing. Like he doesn't need to be dancing in the background, but he'll still he's still doing it anyways. He's still having a good time and. Um, I think
0: yeah, what I think. works about that though Is that it makes sense for him Like he doesn't have to dance You're right he doesn't have to He does have to sing the song and introduce the show But he's like I'm feeling it I'm dancing I'm just feeling the moment like, <laughs> I can see him as being the host Being like I'm feeling this So I, I don't have to But I, I can't not
4: <laughs> He does the um, the choreographed spin When he says the record spin He he does a spin
0: Yeah it works though, no, But it works because it's so perfect for what he's doing well, that's what I, actually what I like about a lot of the songs in the movie is that they are very blunt on what they're doing. It's like, we, we don't really care how blunt we're being. Like, fine, we're saying record spinning, we're spinning. Okay, cool. It, it's saying what it is. Or, it, I just I didn't even do this on purpose, I just paused it on my screen here, where they're saying, shake it, shake it, and we jump to Tracy dancing and you see her ass shaking. Like, just, it's stuff like that they do in this movie where it's like, okay, we're unabashedly not, not a, and we said that, like Leandra said a lot in the last episode, we're, we're not apologizing for what we're doing we're just gonna do whatever we want and not care
3: (laughs) it feels kind of true to the like 1960s dance vibe though that it was things like the mashed potato and the stricken chicken and like these things that were very literal in their their interpretation of the dance it it's not modern contemporary dance where it's all like kind of wavy and up to the person to interpret it's it's like, we're doing this dance move right now, and this is what it looks like. And I and like that a, they pair the choreography that way.
4: And from a filmmaking standpoint, like, the earnestness of this movie, one, I kind of like how this is a like a family movie for, like, 9 to 13-year-olds. Like, it's not a kid's movie, but it's, like, it's that middle age where, like, the, there's, like, some innuendo stuff. And there's some serious stuff and it's engaging and it's fun for the whole family. And I like in a, in a very literal way, I like that, but the, the movie plays everything really straightforward, which is nice because what it does is it puts the song and dance and the performances of the actors who are doing, I mean, you have a thousand great actors in this movie. We're doing a fantastic job at the forefront and yeah there's some interesting stylistic things that they do but at no point does the style overtake the performers like it's all about just like having the bright colors and letting the actors shine and that's what the movie does really well
0: and you also have fun it's also you're you're allowed to have fun like, that's it. Like, I remember seeing this in the theaters, and I left with a smile on my face. And that doesn't happen very often in movies. You just leave with a smile on your face because you're in a good mood. Like, you can't leave the movie and not be in a good mood. Like, it's impossible <laughs> when it's over. I figured that out the first time I saw it. But you're absolutely right, though. You're absolutely right, Tyler. But what's fun about it is I didn't realize how much innuendo was in this movie until every watching it to do this. Like, there is so much more innuendo than I realized. There's <laughs> so much to this. Like, just, there's, there's a joke in here when we get to it in a minute that is so, like, okay, that's what we're doing, but it goes over the kids' heads. Like, all right, think, sure, we're not even going to comment about that. Well, we'll get to it when we get to it in this scene. But, like, there's a lot more of that in here than I realized. <laughs> I didn't realize how much they did that was meant for adults. But it would open. It was perfect. It was perfectly written. It's but it's it like a good like a good teen show or a good kids show back of like Disney, we were talking about like *Phineas and Ferb* or like a Nickelodeon*, where you do the jokes, and the parents are laughing, but the kids have no idea why they're laughing until they're older, and they're like, "Oh, that's why that's funny." Disney movies do it all the time. Like, <laughs> that's why that's funny. That's why that's why as an adult you relate more to *Scar* than you do *Mufasa*. It's the same mentality. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I think it works, too, in the sense that it's coming from the, like, this is very much from the Broadway and not from the original, and I think that inspiration is really helping. Broadway often will just, like, simplify the story to bare bones and then, like, build the music and the theatricality around it, and I think this is a great translation of that, that it it takes the spirit of Broadway and puts it on screen.
4: It's definitely a bare bones story, but it... It also, it also hits the notes it needs to hit. Um, I mean, I, we're three white people talking about Hairspray, but for, for my money, like, it does do justice to the social cause that it is trying to address in a, in not the most nuanced way, but in a way that is honest and straightforward for the audience that it's trying to reach. Like, the idea that I was actually really interested in this when I was rewatching the movie. That you know, it's not just about like racism is bad, right? It's the idea that like it, it's complicated when like yes, black people aren't allowed to be on TV, and that creates a conflict. And then it brings to light that okay, if we're gonna mark okay, we're we're putting things at stake. We there are consequences for putting ourselves out there and it might come there might be pushback but it's it's worth the risk and the movie plays things in such a more nuanced way than just like you know the sort of martin luther king i have a dream everything was solved by one great speech or or something like
0: no, I agree. I absolutely agree with that. I was I, I was talking in the last episode. I'm surprised that this movie didn't get more played during like the Black Lives Matter movement back in the beginning of the pandemic. I was very surprised because there's a couple of songs in here where I'm like, I'm surprised it didn't come up. Like I'm very surprised there wasn't more. I'm just trying to find the song here. There wasn't more with um I know where, where I've, I've been. been. I know where I've yeah. been. Like I'm surprised that did not come up. Even like at all. Like I was very surprised about that looking back a couple of years now. Or that I'm surprised that song didn't pop up on like so, like on like reels or ticktocks, just during the Black Lives Matter movement. I like got surprised.
4: I think part of it is that this movie is one of those where it's like, let's tell this story about civil rights, but through the lens of the white protagonist. And that that sort that version of social justice storytelling had its time, and there True. are good versions of it, like this movie and like Holes, for example. I think is a good version of it. But at the end of the day, like, that's not gonna, that isn't gonna get us where we need to go as the movie would agree with like, oh, true. you know, we've come so far, but we've got a long way to go like, if this movie was about Inez and seaweed, like that would be a different, movie. M- more important story. Fair
0: enough. Fair enough. I, I can't argue that. But I, I'm just going through the song. By the way, I forgot the name it. I forgot to tailor the, the name of the song because we were right into things. This is called The Night of Kids in Town. The, obviously, the apparel. I would love, to, is this is literally the song, the song every single time the show starts. I love the fact that this is the anthem of the Courtney Collins show. Like, it's ridiculous. <laughs> it's a long song to do start do the show. same dance every time? I think it does because remember later when Tracy joins the show, she's just joining the roll calls. So I've got the exact same opening number. <laughs>
3: probably i mean if you think like the mickey mouse club that was it, it which is what they're parrying week. which is really what
0: they're parrying at the yeah, end of the day absolutely <laughs>
3: yeah, um but it did have that very concrete opening that the kids it was a stable way for them to train and warm up basically it became like a warm-up If you think there's there's a, it's a lot of quick changes and a lot of different types of steps and then they like focus in on certain steps throughout the rest of the show
0: it is very true. Well, it's very, You're right. It is very Mickey Mouse Club. But I I, I have to go back.
4: Corny Mouse.
0: <laughs> Thank you. Very nicely done. But I, I have to go back. Did the opening of Mickey Mouse Club, did they do it live? Or was that filmed once and then it just aired it? Like, I don't remember... How that I worked. I
3: would imagine it would have to be filmed live because of oh, the fifties. Because of the fifties. Because it was the fifties. Uh, yeah, 50s. I'm like they didn't have the editing technology. Yeah, I just I don't rem-
0: I don't remember. I remember watching the old show on like Disney Channel like early in the morning. Like, it aired it like in the nineties at like five in the morning, and me and my sister would watch it before school. That and like Mousercise, she'd watch it before school. <laughs> That's dating me big time, but whatever. I don't care. Um, for those who don't remember size, that was literally like a side program that aired on Disney Channel at five thirty in the morning Eastern Time. I don't know why the show existed. I have no idea why it existed but we watched it every day
3: <laughs> i do but i won't go there um it was Such it, weird it was a marketing show. effort um it actually was inspired by their record sales
0: oh that makes sense <laughs> that makes perfect sense
3: <laughs> and then happened to coincide perfectly with the jazzercise movement ah uh, that makes perfect um, sense but, but that's the extent i'll go no I that's go fine further <laughs> that's fine that makes
0: sense actually so this is actually the first comment we in this song is the the most subtle way of saying, this show is racist I've ever heard in my life. But he goes and says, nice white kids who like to lead the way. And once a month, we have our Negro Day. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> just throw that line out there out of context. I'm like, wait, what? What are we doing? I mean, to keep going. We just keep going. I'm like, okay, we didn't just say that. We're just move on.
3: <laughs> it feels weirdly true to the time, though. Like, if you read advertisements or books from the time, though, it really does feel kind of accurate like it was just like matter of fact point out it's like yeah we're white this is how it like this is how it is like we give african-american folks their their one one episode of the the month and,
4: and the i usually
1: they, sorry
4: i oh. usually interpret that part of the song as just non-diegetic like we get it it's like it's a musical they have to do some exposition Sure. Right? the idea that like the dance like cause it's actually in this chunk we see it like they do this crazy dance for the intro and then they go to doing the stricken chicken which is just like wagging your arms like we <laughs> have to imagine that the dance that we're seeing in this film adaptation is a little bit more <laughs> exaggerated than what the real life teens might have been doing.
0: Very true. It is this is very as as I kind of earlier it's very Broadway. This is very a Broadway remember this is not a typical like this is not what happened. This is a totally Broadway version of the number.
3: <laughs> they have some very Snoopy dance moves. They do at one point, like, the head side to side thing with their, like, arms down. I do and love I'm that. And I'm like, I'm here for this. Absolutely. So there's two, thi-
4: there's two things I want to say about the once a month we have our Negro Day line. One, I told this to Condor kind of earlier, it feels like there should be an amazing Rush-style drum fill when he's doing that. And the fact that there isn't always feels like a loss to me. Like, it just... It's it rocks and that's how you know it's a great song is because you could transport this into it like a more like a more rock and roll or punk style and it would work really well.
0: I I, I agree with that hundred percent. That'd be perfect. That's the perfect one to that.
4: <laughs> to Blake, you implied that you had a TikTok and I had a TikTok a couple of years ago because TikTok had kind of found this song. And people were like calling out this song for being racist. And then what, other really? people this, were, song? Were, like, this song were, like, songs. back they were like, <laughs> it's the context of the movie. It's like what the movie's about. <laughs> and it's the whole thing with just like young people and like being very quick to like call call judgments and make things. No way. Argument. I don't
0: believe that ever but, happens. I don't believe it <laughs> at all. Not whatsoever. <laughs> I did not know that. I, right. I, I, I got to TikTok recently. So I only because a friend of mine asked me to download it and I kind of started watching something she sent me. But, no, I read it recently. But I, that did not surprise me at all though. Like not even a little bit. That surprised me. that something like that happened. Cause people jump on shit for no reason. To be honest with you. People do really do.
4: <laughs> and I'll reiterate the, the Bo Burnham line, which is like, I'd rather take the clunky, um, not, A sophomoric version of social justice that like just is good intentioned than like the cynic denial of social justice for the sake of you know just being angry at the world
0: absolutely very very true um so we, we go past our, that conversation and we move on to what I, I love this line in the song that they are blatantly saying, "Who needs to read and write when you can dance and sing?" I love that line here because it's like that's what, it's so funny because they're talking about how good people they are, but then they're also saying, "Well, we don't care about our education; we want to do this."
3: <laughs> <laughs> the irony in this song is really nicely layered. That it's like, "Oh, leave the squares behind the square staying in school and." drop everything to watch this show they're the nicest kids but it's like
0: do your homework you know, on the bus don't do your homework at home this?
3: yeah <laughs> how do you define this the
4: line that's always stuck with me is can't tell a verb from a noun but they're the nicest kids <laughs> in <them."> like, <laughs> that
3: rhyme is amazing though
4: <laughs> look look i like look i don't want to be too judgmental like i think everyone has potential to be my friend but i don't think you can be my friend if you can't tell a verb from a <laughs> noun <laughs>
3: a teacher, I think that would be a big problem.
0: You know, my mom was a teacher, so I'd be in a lot of trouble. <laughs> so I get, my mom's a retired teacher, so I'd be in a lot, a lot of trouble if I didn't know the difference. So I get it 100%. So then we have our full, like, pretty much, tribute to the Mickey Mouse Club, but the roll call.
4: <laughs> um, you, you, you pronounced it wrong. It's uh, the r- 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 roll call. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man.
3: delivery of that too is really good. Like, <laughs> yeah. this staging here is really fun.
4: Yeah, the... And James Marsden wails throughout the song. Like, oh, his vocal 100%. performance is amazing. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm amazed he's
3: not in more, like, singing roles. Like, it's this and Enchanted, and in Enchanted, it's like a joke.
4: It's Sonic 3, the musical.
0: Is he doing the De the Enchanted, the sequel? Um, the is he doing the sequel? He's doing that? Uh...
3: Think so? I thought they brought everyone back, but I'm not sure because there's so little about that one still because it's been in pre-production for ten years now.
0: I know, I know <laughs> it's coming out eventually. I think they're doing more on Disney they, Plus to talk about it. They've already
3: filmed some of it. I know there were like. Behind the scenes pictures that have been released and stuff. So.
0: I'm looking to see if I'm looking at it up real fast, but That's um, but do...
3: Dina's coming back, and that'd be amazing.
0: <laughs> well, let's let's get to the roll call because we're gonna get to know, uh, get to know none of these kids except for like three of them. <laughs> <Right> <laughs> the of the movie.
4: <laughs> um, so we start with Amber. Yes. Because the first is the most important, right?
0: Yeah, pretty much. Well, the you first know, and last. last. The first exactly. and last. <laughs> That's actually its logic from the wrestling world. You always want to open or close the show. You never yeah. want to be in the middle. You want to be the opener or the closer.
3: Yes. I really wanted it to be in alphabetical order.
4: <laughs> that would be funny. <laughs> started so strong with Amber and Brad.
3: And then Tammy, who did a strong T-pose, but not, like, a T-pose T-pose like, use her arms and, like, trot them. Yeah. That would have been amazing. If that was made today, Tammy. she would have done
0: that. <laughs> um. Then we have Bender, who does a random guitar riff for no reason whatsoever. Well,
4: yeah, well no, well, his name his is Bender. I know, but it's so dumb. Um, no, they all have their little thing that they do. I love it. Brenda. I, who
0: does his brain. Brenda's...
4: Sketch. Which, which Jelly, raises I <laughs> the question, Condra. Which raises the Jelly. question: if if their whole thing is about not being smart, then what's IQ's role on the show? Thank
3: you. Oh, you, you know that like fake smart kid that they always have on TV shows? He's that guy.
0: Fair enough. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. He created yeah.
3: the stereotype. Okay. But I yeah, like they, Shelly's they all have their little own... face thing. It's so yeah. cute. It's, really yeah, the
0: normal. it's absolutely adorable. <laughs>
3: And but, uh, then just the rest of people are not important enough to see until...
4: Well, Noreen it starts going so fast. You're like, how did they possibly choreo- choreograph this? Like, We didn't. <laughs> we just got to the uh, end. By we, the end, they're just running. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it really
0: is so fast. Like, there's no, they have so many people they have to get through. But we have to get through the song. Like, we have to get through real quickly. <laughs> and we stop showing them. And then we finally get to, um... Doreen. Dor- oh, Doreen
4: and then link um hold on that you did that too fast noreen dureen hold on it's it's not just and then link okay it's and and then the possibly the best part of this whole movie zach efron appears says and i'm link does the like elvis move
3: (laughs) It's just great, and not even the, like the the riff, kind of like an Elvis. I, I, it riff.
0: really is very Elvis. I've noticed that throughout the movie, he's just handling Elvis throughout this movie because it's fun. Because it's so fun to do, and why not? Tracy,
4: <laughs> Penny, and me scream at the top of our lungs. I because I, we're so excited.
0: So okay, in the theater. In the theater when I show this, my wife's a massive Zach Efron fan, so she was living her best life through Tracy in this moment because she also squeaked <laughs> in the theater. <laughs> in the theater at this moment. What, was, what I love about the fact that we have a someone who's a big fan of pretty much for idolizing Zach Efron's character in this movie because they can, because it's Zach Efron. <laughs> That's what we're doing. Before Zach Efron's even like the biggest name in the world, we're idolizing him in this movie. That's <laughs> what it is.
3: I did not own high school musical merch when i was a child i owned link merch as a child (laughs) (laughs) i had like a dog tag thing with with zach efron as link on it we
4: gotta we gotta like go through ebay and like get some of that stuff (laughs) that's intriguing and Mm -hmm. zach efron's actually doing a brilliant job throughout the whole song well and and amber still Brittany, Brittany Snow, Snow Amber. Britney you Close. You're close. You're close. Brittany Snow is Amber's also doing like they're both doing not only good acting but they're not only good dancing but they're acting while they're dancing because Amber like everyone else is kind of like shoving her and like drop like.
2: link drops her on the ground
4: and then after link drops her he like looks around and mugs at the people around him like this is great we're we're just kind of having fun here
3: (laughs) are they the nicest kids in town
0: (laughs) (laughs) oh well. also what's cool about it is you don't really if you're coming into this movie fresh you don't know amber's character but you're learning her character in just the fact that she's annoyed by the fact she's not on screen as much like not even during this song. Even before we even find out more about her, you you know she gets annoyed when she's not on screen, like not on the camera. <laughs> like it's such a simple little thing they did during this. If you're paying attention, which I appreciate, mm-hmm. and then we get back to more James Morrison dancing
4: because why not? <laughs> you know, when he, when he's in the back up. and he's he's yeah. doing the thing, it's, it's so good. Yeah,
3: it's so good.
0: It's absolutely brilliant. And there's, I'd love to know what was choreographed and what was, I want to do more with you guys. So can we do more dancing? <laughs> can I do more? <laughs> what was scripted? Like in the, I, yeah, the,
3: I wonder how much of his audition was like singing and dancing and how much was it personality because like he I, he doesn't have singing credits other, like, he, this would not have like made sense necessarily as a role for him but he went for it and killed it.
0: Yeah, exactly. By the way, I did look it up, and he is going to be in um, Disenchanted. Good. I did look it up; it is in post production, by the way, according to Wikipedia. So I don't have a date, obviously, but this says, "Um, yeah.
4: I, I we'll guarantee." see if they even drop it in theaters, or if they just—it'll be Disney Plus. I guarantee
0: it'll be Disney it'll Plus. Be a I, guarantee a Disney Plus. I guarantee us. it. Yeah, absolutely.
4: <laughs> no, Disney not Disney Day Next
3: year, it didn't make Disney Day this year. It'll be next year's Disney
4: Amy Day. Amy Adams does not deserve that.
3: No, she does not. But the... oh, here we go.
4: Hang on a second. Like, I have a date.
0: It's gonna be after, way after this movie, this sh- before this show drops. But according to this, it's supposed to drop um, on Thanksgiving on Disney Plus. Wow! So there you go. That's according to um, Wikipedia. So I don't, don't, don't trust so, Wikipedia on that one. If it's wrong, it's wrong. I don't know. <laughs> That's what it says on the Wikipedia.
4: After the roll call, yes. Back to the movie. <laughs> Corny sings. So if every night you're shaking as you lie in bed. And then the next line is this kind of like great like slowdown and he says, and the bass and drums are pounding in your head. And the the rhythm section kind of goes into half beats there. It's really good. And then the dancers, like the boys in the in the middle row, are doing like this like um Bill and Ted styles. uh what do you call that with the you circle your hand on the guitar? The yeah. I know you're talking I, the, the, full, who,
3: the who. Yeah, the yeah. who,
4: you know. And then and then we get a great shot of amber and i guess the rest of the girls have their like hands behind their heads and they're kind of doing this like it's almost back like and a forth vogue thing.
3: thing yeah it's like vogue hands but they're turning their head like they're holding their hair in place
4: it's a really it's a really good move and
3: <laughs> the moni the- monies in the background too are also beautiful <laughs>
0: I <laughs> love the fact that the money money was coming up on the closed caption, by the way. closed it just says money money on the screen. <laughs> it's really funny. I love when that kind of stuff happens. <laughs> I was like, well, stop when,
4: growing up, I, th- I always thought they were saying corny, corny, ooh, corny, corny.
0: Which makes that more sense. Which makes a lot really more sense. <laughs> um, and by the way, back to how nice are they? Who cares about sleeping? You can snooze in school. <laughs> they'll
3: never get to college, but they'll sure look cool. Yeah, Link. <laughs> I th- feel like Link is like the definition of that. Like.
4: it's so interesting though because we've been talking about high school musical 2 where Zac Efron's Troy is trying really hard to get into college but this this one this version of Zac Efron playing Link Larkin is very much like I've got my one thing that I'm good at and it's looking handsome and singing and dancing and I'm gonna ride I'm gonna ride my good looks wherever they take me (laughs)
0: And it works though, but it works really well, especially because apparently he's the most popular person in Baltimore. Apparently, according <laughs> <laughs> <it is. laughs> to
3: Do That's you know the last name of Seaweed and Inez and Maybell? I can stubs.
0: Stubbs, yeah, Stubbs. it's right there in the okay. air. It's there, yeah. We talk about well, later. Wait,
3: seaweed stubs, because I was just Tyler when you said Link Larkin there, it like hit me because we hear Penny's last name in this this scene too, or in the next bit, and. Everyone's like rocking a hard alliteration except for Amber. And I was like, huh. That's interesting. What's, like what's Amber's
4: last name? Von bon Pussel. Okay, but yeah, you gotta just have a German villain. <laughs>
3: like Uh, exactly. Michelle Pfeiffer. <laughs> <laughs> in in the
4: in the great tradition of movie musicals, <laughs> German villains. <laughs>
3: there you so. go. So, yeah, they don't need a cap or a gown, but
0: because
2: they're the a nice, a nice kids, kids
0: in town. In town. <laughs> so as the song's wrapping up, we cut back to, um, back to the house that we. I love the fact that we have Tracy's mom complaining about the music, like the entire scene. Like, <laughs> I love it because it's such a typical like mom complaining. Like, mm-hmm. like I, I'm not gonna bullshit you. I have a, turn she, that racket
3: down.
0: I have a teenage son who. I'm so sick of hearing shit goes out of his room sometimes. It's really more video game stuff than anything else. But I'm so sick of hearing YouTube out of his room. <laughs> it's annoying to me after a while. So I can relate now. I can only relate to this. <laughs> I'm so sick and tired you of it.
3: Are, you are Edna.
0: Well, I am a parent. That's what it is. <laughs> I am a parent <laughs> to a teenage and boy. Th- so I get it. And
4: think, and think Markiplier or whoever is the equivalent now to <laughs> this Corny race music. Like- <laughs> From 60 years ago. So
0: it's crazy, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, that's where we meet Edna Turnblad and would be John Travolta. This was one of the three things I knew. I, I As I said last episode, I went in knowing the movie coming out. My wife wanted to see it. She was super excited. And it's a musical. So I'm going to see a musical, of course. But I went in blind. So I didn't want to know the music. I wanted to go and enjoy it in theater. I wanted to watch it straight up. So I knew John Travolta's in the movie, but I didn't know the role. I didn't know he was in the movie because on the poster. <laughs> like, why would I know what role he's in? I just always know he's on the poster. I love John Travolta. But when somebody the, the reveal of John Travolta and Edna is amazing. Like it's just an amazing reveal. Like, oh okay, this is what we're doing. Sure. Okay, cool. <laughs> it's
3: I would say all the the character introductions we get in this particular scene between Penny and are a Lee, lot. Edna. Um penny's mom link like all these ones we
4: get michelle pfeiffer
3: so strong like it's so it's one after another and they're all so good
4: and they're and they're not with the exception of michelle pfeiffer which is more about like building up the spookiness of the character they're they're not like you know looking for applause breaks or like trying to surprise you they're just like just very in the in honest and like straightforward like Yep, this character walks on screen now. Like it, it just it keeps rolling, right? We we don't need to pay attention to the fact that we got Amanda Bynes and James Marsden and John Travolta. It's just like it's about the characters and just letting the story play out Absolutely. because we need efficiency here. There's no time. We got a lot of songs.
0: We lot to get to. We want to do. We want to set up. We want to set up. We want to set up. That's what we have to do. <laughs> um, we have to. We have to set up the fact that. Um, we have a new dance, apparently, that we were joking about earlier, the trick of chicken, which is hysterical. Every time I see it, it's so very funny to me. It's such a stupid dance. <laughs> it's so stupid. <laughs>
3: I do want to say about the reveal of John Travolta, though, the makeup and prosthetic work in this movie is super good. Yeah, it's and really I, good. I was um, annoyed at the time and continue to be annoyed that Nikki Blonsky was added, like, they added extra prosthetic onto her to make her look fatter, and like that's a fat like uh f-
4: we, there's fat phobia going on in this movie oh 100 absolutely but, in extremes
3: but like not just in the movie but also like irl by depicting people the certain ways that they do but the prosthetic work on john travolta is phenomenal the legs in particular I was like arguing with mom the other night, and I was like, "No, mom, there's prosthetics on his legs. Like you can tell by the way he kicks that it's not a natural kick because of the extra weight on him." But it looks
4: looks really real. It looks
0: so good. I'm always impressed, and I'll talk about this more later in the movie during the Welcome to the Sixties scene when they they open up the dressing room and he's and he's in a broad everything. That is a brilliant moment because like. Okay, they went over. They went full out for this outfit. Like went full out. What you have to do to make it work, but like you can tell in that scene that they almost wanted to give credit to the designers of this outfit. Like in that Mm -hmm. moment, it's it's literally a split second. We'll talk about it more later. But it's one of those moments. It's like, yeah, they did a phenomenal job. I I wanted to shout out to. I went to a John Travolta panel at um, Witherworld a couple of years back, pre-pandemic, and he said this is one of his favorite roles he ever did. He put you this can tell. Yeah, he yeah. he said, he, he actually openly so said fun. that. He actually started singing, Um, he started singing Welcome to the 60s at the panel. After, like, he did, like, a little bit of Summer Night. He did, he did, he did, he did a little like, Grease Lightning, and he did this. Like, it was a really cool thing, and then he did a little of "The Summer Night. They were, like, he had a lot of fun, but he said this is one of his favorite roles he ever did, was this movie. Because it was just so much fun to do. <laughs>
4: yeah. And I he wanna, got to play yeah, something I, different. to talk about it a little bit, just because this is our chance to share our opinions. Go for it. Um, I think we are getting to a place where like we're not quite doing the fat suits. Um, You know, we're going to have Emma Thompson as the principal and Matilda coming up this winter. And, you know, people online were kind of like, do we still need to like make people fat and ugly for, for movies? Like it, it, it expresses the idea like that. It's a value judgment that we put on people. Mm -hmm. Um, And granted, well, it goes back and forth because Edna is, you know, tr- tr- loved as a character, but also like the writing does her a disservice with like the constant, like food jokes. And yes, she owns, she owns herself and she like, and she lives up to the hype that she brings. Um, but it's like, wh- why are we still doing like the stuff and food in our faces jokes? Um, um, well, it, it was 2007, but you know, it's no excuse. That, that being said, John Travolta does a brilliant job in this role, not just in the, like the facial acting and like the voice that he's doing, which is like really funny and like the way he says I- iron. Arn. There's, Arn. There's a couple it's, of, yeah. It's very, it, it,
3: it's the a- regional accent. He just nails it.
4: Yeah. And. The, the the thing that impressed me most was the way that he like literally adjusted his physicality and his dancing to be feminine. I, I don't know how much the, like the makeup and prosthetics is helping or are impeding his movement, but like, it's just like, it's so crazy good. Like you're talking about like one of the best dancers to have ever been put on screen. Like if you watch the, the, the end of Greece and they're singing, uh, you know, the big song at the end of you're the movie. You're the one that I want. I don't
0: to be together. Which one? What are we talking
4: about? No, it's you're the one that I want. And him and Olivia Newton-John are just like, their bodies are on like full spectacle. And it's amazing to watch. And you know, at the end of this movie, too, he's like doing the whole like ripping the dress song and dance thing. And it's <laughs> you know, it's not as good as Grease, but it's like, it's, it's iconic. Still, it's still and great. it's like unbelievable. <laughs>
0: It's still great, though. It's still entertaining. It works, you know? Mm -hmm. I I was actually just... I remember on the commentary track for this, um, I think they said perfectly, this is his first musical, like, straight-up full strength musical since Grace. So doing this was pretty brilliant. Like, the fact that he got to do musical again all these years later. <laughs> like, and they do something completely different. Like completely different degrees. Like <laughs> it can't be more different than this.
3: <laughs> I do appreciate how much it still pays respect to the original film though. Especially in this character. Like this character feels the most of the original movie. Um, where so much else is Broadway, big um there this comedic character still feel like that was the original role too
4: i think it he brings so much love and heart to it that like that you know there's not really many jokes about like you know where they they don't they don't do any transphobic jokes or like any like oh this is a drag joke like they do the they do the reveal of the prosthetics as blake said later for what the the bra shot but that's that's more like a, a classic, like you would see that in any movie where like, oops, we saw a lady in her underwear. Exactly. Like, it's
0: not meant it's mm-hmm. not meant as a drag joke. It's meant as a, oh shit, we accidentally opened the curtain too fast. That's all it was. There's yeah. nothing to
4: it. <laughs> yeah. So I just I think... watched
3: that in the next karate kid last week. <laughs> yeah.
4: <laughs> I think I think you can feel the love in this movie from so many angles. Um, and that's why it's hard to be cynical about this movie. Is it the is it the best movie ever? no but is it doing what it's trying to do based on every level I think yes it
3: was so funny when we were driving in the car listening to the soundtrack we were like man the soundtrack is just like we were just having such a good time listening to the music and I think it like comes from the music in itself and like nicest kids in town it's such a weird song and like a weird concept and it's like yeah these kids who maybe in today's standards would be like the delinquity like slack offs like no they're this is like a happy song like look at corny look at amber getting hit
2: it's,
3: it's just fun
0: absolutely you're absolutely right well we have one more of our appearance and it is um penny's mom fruity comes in absolutely in full character like this is a great character absolutely perfect um I do like the fact that Edna, by the way, is the one that does the ironing for everybody. Like this random did laundry for everybody. Like and they she's pay a her laundress. Yeah, I love it. Like, the, I love her... that. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. That's her profession, and it explains why she's not left the house in twelve years. Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> What's
4: what? there's another there's another movie where there's like a a mom who's in the laundry business, blanking. Uh, Charlie, uh, Willy Wonka. The yeah, yeah, there you yeah go. I think <laughs>
3: that might be there you it. Go. I think I think
0: you're right. <laughs> oh, I, but- there- I to find something here.
4: Yeah, Prudy is like the most evil person in this movie. Like she's she's the representative of like the Christian conservatism, like the like really extreme beliefs that are kind of at the heart of a lot of the the exclusionary practices that are being dealt with in this like michelle pfeiffer is just like n- like cruel but just because she like is selfish to like exactly. she just cares about herself and her daughter
2: right Prudy <laughs> is
4: just like you're you're out of touch but, i don't know what to do
0: But i love by the way on wikipedia wikipedia this is the description of her character wikipedia i just I, is so perfect Penny's mother, a racist Christian fundamentalist whose strict parenting keeps Penny from experiencing social life. Her husband is serving a prison sentence for an unspecified crime. <laughs> I love all that on wikipedia written like that. Like, oh my God.
4: Not, not to mention being played by... By
3: the delightful Alison Janney. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <We> love...
4: <laughs> Who plays the best mom ever in Juno, which came out the same year. I love that movie, by the way. I do love that movie. Oh my gosh, we...
3: We should talk about that movie more, Tyler.
4: we will talk about Juno at some point. Okay, but yeah, it- yeah
3: Allison <laughs> Janey is just she. She blends into whatever character she's playing so very well. She does a great job. She finds little quirks in each character and really like runs them up. Like her yeah. P, all of her P's in this in this script like are, are just very funny.
4: And, like, when, like, when this by the time the scene plays out, they find out that Penny's hiding behind the couch. And, um,
3: (laughs) toodaloo, Edna.
4: Well, well, so (laughs) Prudy drags Penny out the door, and Amanda Bynes gives the great line delivery without this show, I have nothing. (laughs) And (laughs) Prudy says, Good, having nothing builds character.
0: Good. Oh, that's a great it's
3: such a great and line. And then the absolute tonal shift of toodaloo, and no. <laughs> it's just like it's so good.
0: By the way, I, I do love the fact, even before that, I love the fact that they cut the end of the day or doing the whole um she's like, You want to play charades now? And but she doesn't realize she's trying to hide it, trying to hide penny. She doesn't realize she's she's not in on this part at all. <laughs> like she never told her that she's hiding here. But she probably wouldn't let her do it anyway. So it's like one of those things where he's trying. And she's not reading the cues at all. <laughs> she's messing up everything for Tracy. <laughs> but whatever, it works. But no, that the tootaloo thing is hysterical because it's the opposite of what she was doing ten seconds ago. <laughs> so we back to we back to where we are here. I love the fact that now we jump back over here. We meet Michelle Pfeiffer. Here we are. We meet her. She's right. She's she's kind of our bad guy in this movie, but at the same time. Really she's just being a selfish person and racist but more of a selfish person at the end of the day. <laughs> That's well, her
4: whole girls he have the like uh, the the white instead of right yes um, mm-hmm. slip in this which is like kind of the maybe the tackiest thing that this movie does.
0: yeah, and it's the only time they really do it like it's only one time I mean they don't really do that joke very often, which I appreciate. they mm-hmm. throw it out here. Um, and it, it comes up other, other places, but not like that tacky. I just said Tyler, like, it's very weird. Um, so a joke that over, went over my head until I got older. Like I was old. I was, I was obviously not that young when the movie came out, but like, I didn't really fully pay attention to these scenes until doing this, that I always caught the joke where she stops, a, she stops at the girl to take the um, padding out of her bra. I never until recently caught that she tells one uh, of the guys that take something out of his pants. <laughs> I never
2: caught
0: that joke. Like, I never caught that scene. I never caught that joke. Like, what the hell? (laughs) We're doing? At least they went both ways. At least they went both ways with the joke. Like, I respect that.
3: I like that it's always Brad too. Brad's the one that like pushes Amber during roll call. He like hits her at some point during the dance. Like, I like how it's always Brad, and we know it's Brad.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Again, though, I love the fact that the joke works both ways. Like they did, they didn't just say we're doing a female joke; we're going to do the male side too. There's no reason for it. Like there's zero reason to do the joke, but it works. Well, if you (laughs) if you
4: if you think about the context, like okay, this is 1962. It's TV cameras. Like, what definition are we getting on TV on our? (laughs) are huge ginormous 12 inch screens in black and white in black and white reference like what what are you gonna see you're not gonna see Brad's package no it's not it's not gonna be there (laughs) absolutely but like it's
3: funny that she is so critical on like the lines on I think that is either Tammy or Shelly um with like the padding because like a stage manager would want to see those kinds of things because, like, okay, we're showing our our star, all of our people at best, but it's like,
4: but, but Condra,
3: <laughs> no, but she doesn't want to because then Amber doesn't look as exactly. Beautiful. I was
0: about to say that. That's exactly what I was going
4: to say. <laughs> no,
3: but it's what it's just it's just
4: people must objectify my daughter, not other women. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Which is why she all steals at the camera guy. That why was um why is she not on TV as much? And he has to show the other kids
4: once in a while. (laughs) Oh yeah, the worst actor in the movie is the camera guy.
0: (laughs) But you know what? Does he really have to be a great actor though? He's really just the camera guy. We only talk to him like
4: some of the other kids sometimes.
0: (laughs) The worst accent. (laughs) Oh my god. I don't understand the shot at me. so she takes shots at the fact she takes these random shots at black people but she just takes a shot at the Jewish people saying that apparently taking about Mitzvah photos is a bad thing that's a, <laughs> like a random shot there for no reason like there's no reason for that shot so it's actually it,
3: it in line with her character, though, very true. Like, she isn't just racist towards black people; she's racist towards. <laughs>
4: she's... Hey, look! One. I'm an equal opportunity racist. Hey, you know
3: what? That's fine. I don't At like least you're racist about My daughter.
4: <laughs> <laughs> oh
0: man. Um. So real fast, the I, 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 I as I said in the last episode, there are two songs technically in this scene, technically, because it's on the soundtrack, but it's not in the movie. It's um. It takes two. Which is on the soundtrack. And we um catch the very, very end of it here. Um but they cut it from the movie. I appreciate them keeping it on the soundtrack. Um they cut it from the movie to actually replaced it with Lady's Choice, which we'll have later. That was actually that was actually what they did for. Her. They took it out to replace it with Lady's Choice, which was not in the Broadway show. They added that for this. But so we'll talk about that more yeah.
4: down the road. Lady's Choice goes hard. Yes. Fire. And it, it is a Perfect showcase of Zac yes. Efron's musical talents and appearance. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. And
0: we'll get more into that later on in the show. But I just wanted to make a note that It Takes like Two is here. It got cut. But if you want to hear the full song, it is available on the soundtrack.
3: I do love Amber's outfit, though, during this. Like, sh- this the is a real pink cute dress? No, she's got her blue, blue dress on. She's in blue here. Oh, later. Real cute. Okay.
0: It is absolutely adorable. Um, I do like the way that um Penny does make um a plastic joke about Amber because um she's trying to defend, trying to defend Tracy. Like Amber's pla- apparently she says Amber is fake. I don't think Amber is fake, but I like the fact that Penny's sticking up for Tracy because she wants to make fun of Amber <laughs> for no it's, it's, it's a good best friend, it's just being a good best friend. At the end of the day. Um, and this is where we meet officially. Motormouth. hey Mel. Which, of course, is Wee. the great, awesome Queen Latifah.
2: <laughs>
4: Absolutely incredible. Yeah. And she really does steal this movie in many ways. A
3: hundred percent. Like, as much as, like, John Travolta, Christopher, Wall, like, you have all the, Michelle Pfeiffer, you have all these other headliners. It's like, then just throw <laughs> Queen Latifah in here. Let's just, like, like, take this up to a 12. It's like-, it's,
4: like, every single aspect of this movie has power hitters. Like, it's insane.
0: Yeah, it, it, it's a ridiculously star-studded movie, but you're right. When you hear the Thief is on the screen, it kind of goes to a different level. Um, okay, we're doing this, and more later on, because later on, it's like, she steals the show. She steals the entire show later, but we'll talk really? more about that later. Um, <laughs> I do love the fact that they're watching this at a shop, on a TV, because they don't want to go home and have Penny get in trouble again. But then they say, the shop owner going to call my mom again. <laughs> like,
4: okay. Oh, the the other thing that they said in the in sort of like Tracy and Penny sitting outside the tv and the and the tv shop is something that they go by several times in the movie. Tracy when they're complaining about Amber, Tracy said she can't even dance, which I don't know, that just seems pro- like it's probably objectively false. Like she's probably a good dancer. But she but like her. Still, but she's hogging like hogging too much attention, yeah. Yeah, and it's a simple doesn't just... like her. <laughs>
2: I
3: just discovered something really weird, not to, like, go back, but um, the cameraman, his name is Darren Frost. His, uh, He was also in Fever Pitch as one of the friends. And I one was one of like, the guy
4: friends? Okay. Yeah,
3: and I was like, oh, that's where I know him from. <laughs> <laughs> but, sorry, I just, like, it's all right. I fell into figuring out who he was. I was like, he must be, like, named and listed, so. He's just cameraman, but.
4: It works and his character does circle back around just like the gag with the camera circles around in this scene Mm -hmm. because Maybell's talking on the camera and he slowly pans towards amber and like for no reason
3: (laughs) other than maybe they have like a quota except on negro day to be like oh need to show a white kind of like that rule in Canada. well it's not as racist as the rule in Canada where like a percentage of radio songs has to be by Canadian artists. But I wouldn't be surprised if local television in the 1960s had some sort of rule about percentages of showing. Can't people. have
4: more than 15 seconds. of Yeah. Yeah. Um. But, yeah. but her delivery of like, wait, wait over here. Like, <laughs> <laughs>
0: her you're up here. <laughs> so, before we leave, before um, Penny tried to leave, and Tracy pulled her back, because we find out there's going to be an opening.
3: on Brenda.
0: Brenda. I, okay. So, I love this, because yeah, he, he goes and says, how long are you going to be gone? And she, she says, with a smile, just nine months. <laughs> <laughs>
3: the funny thing about that is, I got that joke the first time I And I thought it was amazing. I was like, what a good, subtle but still, so on the nose joke
0: on the commentary track. By the way, on the commentary track, Adam Tankman does a the commentary track with um with Dickie Blonsky, and they have a th- apparently they had a theory that she's pregnant with corny baby, which, <laughs> which makes it even more uncomfortable. <laughs> here, that's I found that's the commentary track for this movie. <laughs> like you have the little background they they threw in there just to have a little bit of fun on the set. <laughs>
4: Don't tarnish corny like that.
0: Well, he does not the a camera. He's he winked so... the camera though. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, especially but when it says not as free-wheeling free like,
3: <laughs> Corny does kind of give off those. I mean, Tracy gets on the show for basically that reason. Tyler,
4: <laughs> she's not wrong. Um, yeah, but it, it's weird because Corny does have this sort of like, "Hey, I'm I'm doing this for the right reasons. Like, I love music, and I want to. i like, I want to support these teens." kind of thing um but, but it's but just then
3: there's the objectification part which is a little like and very apparent
4: yeah um well <laughs> it, you want it to be that corny recognizes that the only thing he cares about is who's a good dancer and yes in a way like if if someone's dancing really sexily then that kind of those lines can get blurred of like what's just good dancing and what's like risque. And especially when you bring race into the picture too, that becomes extra complicated for some people. But I mean, I just want like I just want in this movie I want the good guys to be good guys and I want the bad guys to be bad guys. Fair enough.
0: Fair enough. Fair enough. So they they announced that um they are having open auditions If you cut school and come to the studio.
3: (laughs) Wanna be a nicest kid in town, cut school tomorrow.
0: (laughs) I I love the the fact that they throw that in there because it's like nicest kid in town, but cut school. (laughs)
4: And they have and they have Link say it too. (laughs) One, one, Link's a big enough star on the show that he like he's doing lines to camera. He's not just dancing, like he's got a microphone in hand. Right. And two I guess it helps if you have a kid say to cut, cut school, because if Corny said to cut school, the parents would be calling like, you can't have that adult tell my kid not to go to school, but like and it, the kid says it, it's like, okay
0: and Link is like the teen idol of this town so that's another thing too, on top of it all <laughs> I
4: feel like if Justin Bieber told kids not to go to school
3: be careful what you say, Ty. He might have done something pretty similar. He probably did. That. He
0: probably did. <laughs> it wasn't
3: with cutting school. It was um drastic change of appearance.
2: On
0: that uh, note, on that note, <laughs> we um it, 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 you can see the light the light bulb go off about Tracy's head that ooh I can do this and that's where we end our minutes and we will pick it up in our next scene with um I'm gonna plug our next episode. It's gonna be Robin Garcia from Toy Story Minute coming on you i have i i have not i have not worked with robin in a long time i'm actually looking forward to this i i've been really excited to work with robin but that being said before we get to the end of the thing our thing our thing this season is i want everyone to talk about their favorite movie musicals but i also made the rule that if you're running a mx show you can't bring up the show you the, the movie you do i don't think that's a problem with you guys i don't I, think it being at all a problem
4: fine yeah I, I, you didn't it, think i wanted to pick high school musical or any
0: of them or any of the three
4: <laughs> so yeah, that's
3: fine I, I talk about my favorite musical on wildcat minute all great. the time Condra, i
4: have i have two predictions written down here for me yeah for what you were gonna say do you want me to say them or do you want you to no, say
3: No. what do you think i'm gonna say
4: all right i've got the um cinderella the rogers and hammerstein cinderella um, brandy Brandy with brandy and um le petite mermaid uh
3: no but i do, was not thinking of the roger and hammerstein cinderella um i
4: thought either way even if i was wrong quote unquote you would be like oh but yes that
3: yeah i was like yeah but yeah that's cinderella i do love that but no i'm going newsies <laughs> oh 100%. god i love newsies, god, I
4: forgot about
2: newsies.
0: <laughs> okay I, i'll ask you this, this question movie or the broadway show I love, uh, I love both. I love both. I love both. I love. I, I just both. recently. I actually just recently watched the Broadway show again because I wanted something to cheer with up. So I popped it on to watch it in the background when I was doing stuff around the house. How <laughs> I can I, forget about, I,
4: don't I don't know know how forget about Newsies? I love Newsies. I, I love Newsies. It that wasn't that on any of oh. the lists that I was scrolling through Google on. Oh, I love Newsies. Unapologetically um, love
0: I, Newsies.
3: I, it's a Kenny. It's
4: Kenny Ortega. Uh-huh. Kenny
3: Ortega. Sorry um it is routed it's rooted in history which is another one of my jams um christian bale is delightful i love the adaptation to stage though i think the new songs they brought in were really great i love the expansion of the care of characters
0: and i'll openly um, admit i have a massive man crush on jeremy gordon so i can't really oh, argue that <laughs> love,
3: yeah um not just that i saw newsies while it was touring so 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 physicality of the dancers oh. blew my mind. absolutely the newspaper dancing in particular when they're like tap shuffling the day the during
0: the day. absolutely brilliant
3: <laughs> oh my god um so yeah newsies like for the dancing, Tyler, I'll give it that. Maybe music, I could go Cinderella, but the like the musicalness of the dancing in Newsies is just, like, the big sweeping shots in Santa Fe. Christian Bale just yeah. doing his, like, huffs down the street. It's <laughs> so good, and um, anytime I need to pick me up, like, all for one and one for all, like,
0: I'm here. The Broadway show, by the way, did win a Tony for, for choreography, so there you go. <laughs>
4: But
3: Kanye, man.
0: power go ahead. <laughs> in,
4: in your overall ranking of movies, Condra, would you rank Newsies higher than Little Mermaid? I know Disney movies are like kind of their own category of like when you think musicals, you don't think Disney movies, but they are musicals. But like, mm-hmm. Especially
3: like Little Mermaid. Um, I always like to remind people there are six songs in Little Mermaid and they stop after Les Poissons, which is like not a full song or like Kiss the Girl. And that's the end of like. The Which I think a lot of
0: people and... forgot until they did the um that that um live action thing they did when they had like they had the singers before like, the well, pandemic. The I think people forgot is that. Broadway, oh,
3: yeah. amazing. I love the Broadway soundtrack to it, and I think their expansion on the songs and that is really really good. Um, but Snoozy's over Little Mermaid, yeah, that's I really guess hard for
4: favorite musical versus favorite movie, maybe. Oh, like different oh, categories. Yeah,
3: two. Super different categories in my brain. Um, yeah, for musical, Newsies would be higher than Little Mermaid. Not to say that Little Mermaid music isn't amazing, but there's just not enough of it for my taste. Fair enough. And I never got to see the live Broadway. Or a tour of it, I never got to see it, so um, I'm still hoping one day they'll release it on Disney Plus. I I willed Cinderella, Roger and Hammerstein into being. I'm on still Disney+, waiting for the
0: Aladdin pro tape, so we are playing for that.
3: Requesting it a bazillion times, so I still think I am partially to thank for the for the brandy.
4: <laughs> you manifested it.
3: I manifested it. I maybe requested it fifty to sixty times in the like. Want to see something on Disney Plus? Oh.
4: Definitely
3: so that's why I'm i didn't like, realize
0: I, that was a thing that is a thing okay. that oh, is yeah. a thing that is a
3: thing <laughs> um but yeah no there's
4: literally a, manifested. i
3: literally manifested it. it um but yeah i mean little mermaid i do love it the animation is just so so beautiful in it um that i do love the art the artistry of little mermaid so that's why like newsies and little mermaid live in different like i love them both for different reasons
4: all right tyler how about you Okay, am I supposed to choose one? Because I've got about ten written down here. Choose,
0: like, one or two, because we do have to get out of here. <laughs> right. um,
4: um,
3: can I guess? That thing you do?
4: Okay, y- yes. Okay, basically I have, like, three or four different categories. And that thing you do, the Tom Hanks film, is definitely, a, a like, a major one. Like, that's more of, like, the movie that I love than the musical aspect of it, though. Okay, so, category one. I'm gonna just go through these real quick. Go for it. Category one is like standard, like Broadway movie musicals. West Side Story. Boom. Of Love course. it. Of Love course. both versions and Cats. Anyway. Ooh, I hate cats. Um, second category.
3: Ignore that. We would, We don't talk about Cats. I hate that.
0: I hate that
4: show. <laughs> I, I watch it. I watch it every year on New Year's Eve, and you should too. It's it's delightful. It's the most fun. I, it's a bad movie. It's it's a great movie. Oh. Um, second category is. Like movies that are basically just kind of about bands, which is includes A Hard Day's Night, Blues Brothers, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, and That Thing You Do. Um, third category is movies that are co- almost that but not, which includes Oh Brother Where Art Thou and Pop Star Never Stop Never Stopping. And fourth category includes Muppet movies: Muppet Christmas Carol, The Muppets 2011, and The Muppet Movie, the original one. Fair enough. Fair enough.
3: Not Muppet Treasure Island.
4: That 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 can be out there too.
0: Okay. You must be enjoying the... the um Yeah, I love Muppets the Carl's so house. I can't argue with that. I really can't argue with that one at all. So, all right. Awesome. Well, get your plugs in, yeah. you guys. Plug, plug the show you do. As This is actually airing in, like, February. So, you're probably getting ready for this musical three at that point. But, go ahead.
2: Yeah.
3: yeah. Um. So, we're Wildcat Minute right now. We are hypothetically either in the middle of or I depend on how long of a break we're taking this time. We're taking a break <laughs> this time in between seasons, so um High School Musical 3 is on the docket. Tyler's never seen it before, so, and I've only seen it a couple times. I'm excited to come um, on the show.
0: I'm not going to lie. I'm excited. I love I, that movie. I, I, I bachelor love the got, movie. I do. I really love it.
3: I am very excited for your scene that you've picked. I'm very excited for that scene. That's a good one. Um It's one of the ones that's stuck in my head, so... Um, so yeah, we have been exploring High School Musical universe, um, which includes tangentially some, our hiatus projects and stuff have been tangentially related, um,
0: Okay, something about by your, by your hiatus, by the way, you did the Christmas dance, right? that, um, that, yeah, I had just watched that movie. And I was about to reach out to you guys about the movie, and then you guys put an episode up about it. <laughs> I was literally about <laughs> to message you guys, and the episode went up on my feed. I'm like, oh, no, I don't to tell them. I don't to tell
3: them. Yeah.
4: <laughs> yeah, the movie with Moni Coleman and Corbin Bleu. Yeah, it was like a lifetime movie. Yeah. Me and my wife just um, happened to watch it yeah, because Princess we were watching Switch, some movies like that.
3: We've got a fun lineup for this.
4: Oh, speaking yeah. of musicals, in a previous season of, of Amateur Nerds Podcasting, um, we covered Dr horrible sing-along blog which is another all-time great filmed musical so definitely check that out as well search for amateur nerds wherever you get podcasts look for wildcat minute
3: yep and we started our our journey here in the podcasting realm with fantastic mr fox so an animated class or We'll call it a classic. It's classic to us. It's, it's, guys, it's timeless. So. It's timeless to us. You're
2: perfect. To me. Yeah. I see
0: what you did there. I see what you did there. So that being said, uh, let's get out of here. Thank you so much, guys. This was so <laughs> much fun. You. I greatly appreciate it coming you. on. And um,
4: thank- I loved having the excuse to watch hairspray. <laughs>
3: Talk about James Marston
4: and, and I, I get more to, Zac Efron. I,
0: Sonic's dad. I get to watch this movie for the next, like, 15 more episodes. So I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> <laughs> so until then, thank you all for listening. And I'll be back on our next episode with Robin. To talk about um the Legend, of, what? the Legend of Baltimore Crabs. Which, I funny part Whoa. about that whole thing, funny part about that is he actually, they actually sent him an email saying, I can't wait to get crabs with you. That is my favorite email I've gotten to set up this movie. <laughs> Every guest of this movie. Till then. she's wonderful. Till Until then. Thank you all for listening, and always, cast out the
1: beat. For more information on our show, including where you can find us on social media or watch this show on YouTube, go to theblankensaleshow.com. Don't forget to comment or leave a rating and review, and we will read it on the
4: show. Thank you so very much.